Welcome to the Graceway Sermon Cast. Graceway is a Baptist church located in Lexington, Kentucky. We have a heart for God and a deep love for people. You can learn more about our church by visiting www.gracewaylex.org. Now, here's this week's message. Well, good morning, church. Morning. How are we this morning? Good on this rainy day. Um, I think we needed the rain. I know we've had a little bit more rain this last week, but um, but it's been good. It helps cool things off. I'm not a big fan of the heat, uh, so I am excited for the rain when it does come um, um, there. So um, as Pastor Derek uh, mentioned and, and Ryan as well, um, today is a, a day of, of prayer and a focus for the persecuted church. Um, today's sermon uh, it's going to be more of a um, a call to prayer uh, than anything. A look at um, the Apostle Paul and how he asked to be prayed for during his persecution. Um, but a real a focus on on those who are currently being persecuted. We will see stories and highlights of 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 uh, events in someone's life and in, in, in another fellow uh, Christian's life and a sister and brother's life that didn't happen too long ago, and that are continuing to happen today as I speak. Um, uh, the International Mission uh, Board has uh, called it, uh, you know, for this time to be focused on those um, who, who, who face the reality of, of, uh, of persecution, whether it's physical, whether it's, um, you, know, ostr- you know, being ostracized or being left uh, in poverty or um, uh, from governments, from religious leaders, um, mo- and more likely and, and most commonly uh, within the person's family. And so um, as, as uh, we go through scripture, as we um, look at um, Paul and, uh, and then also look at uh, some of the stories of our fellow uh, brothers and sisters, um, uh, you know, I pray that uh, you know, we get into that attitude of prayer and prayer being um, a purposeful communion with, with our Savior, with God. Um, we know that God has um, sovereignty over all that goes on in this world, all that has happened, all that will happen. Um, and um, he's not just waiting for us to, to pray for these brothers and sisters uh, and then he'll act. Uh, we know he's acting always. Um, but what prayer does is get us in the mindset and get us sitting, uh, and just being still and listening to, being open to listen to God's word. Um, and it gives us a, a focus on, um, to be able to focus internally, to also focus on, on uh, outwardly towards those who need, um, who need our, um, our prayers, who need uh, to know that um, God is still with them. And so um, <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and uh, play a video. Um, this kind of highlights some of um, some of what Christians are going through today throughout the world, whether, like I said, it's, it's government, religious um, um, leaders, or um, their families. Um, and then also um, throughout the, we, I will be sharing a story, things like that. Um, there's not, as far as, um, I know that we have some kids in, in here, some young, some, some older. Um, there's not too specifics or anything like that, but it is kind of a, some of it is kind of, you know, darker uh, to, to know. Uh, and to think about and to um, some of the ideas. Um, so just be aware of that, parents. Um, uh, if there's questions afterwards, I would assume you know there may be. So um, there are a lot, and I'll be repeating this. There's a lot of um, resources. Actually, a lot of the resources I got for the sermon is on uh, imb.org. Uh, that's International uh, Mission Board.org slash persecuted. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. There's videos, uh, there's articles, um, and then things like that. So I would encourage you to go there as well uh, today um, and, and take a look at those. Um, so if we can go ahead and play the video, then we'll get into the, the message. <laughs> Ami 
তখন পর্যন্ত আমি ইসার ওপর ইমান আনিনি এমনকি কেতাবুল মোকাদ্দাস হয়েও দেখিনি গ্রহণ করার আগে আমার পরিবার আচ্ছা আমার বাবা ইসা মোশাফে গ্রহণ করে সে প্রায় উনিশশো সালে সে গ্রহণ করে মা প্রায় আছে বাবাকে ডিভোর্স দেওয়ার সিদ্ধান্ত নিয়েছিল কিন্তু তার পরিবর্তন দেখে সে যে আগে সিগারেট খাইতো খারাপ লোকদের সাথে মিশতো মদ খাইতো এগুলো সে সবগুলো ছেড়ে দিছে এই পরিবর্তন দেখে সে ঠিক করলো যে আচ্ছা দেখি কি হয় তারপর সে চলে যায়নি কয়েক বছর পর আসলে আমাদের গ্রামের প্রায় সবাই হচ্ছে জেনে গেল যে আমার পরিবার আমার বাবা খ্রিস্টান হয়ে গেছে কয়েকজন লোক আমাদের বাড়িতে আসলো এবং আমার আব্বার সাথে কথা বললো যে একজন মুসলিম কখনো খ্রিস্টান হতে পারে না তাই মসজিদে এসে তবা করে আবার আচ্ছা আগের মতো থাকতে হবে যাবতীয় আছে কেতাবুল মোকাদ্দাস আছে সবগুলো পুড়িয়ে ফেলতে হবে আব্বা হচ্ছে অস্বীকার করলো যে না আমি যেটাকে বিশ্বাস করি আমি এটাকে নষ্ট করতে পারি না আমি ইসা মসিউকে বিশ্বাস করি যে তিনি আমার রক্ষাকারী আর কেউ আমাকে রক্ষা করতে পারবে না এরপর তারা বিভিন্নভাবে হচ্ছে চাপ দিতেছিল কিন্তু কোনোটাই কাজে না আসায় তারা হচ্ছে একদিন চিন্তা করলো যে তাহলে আচ্ছা আমরা খ্রিস্টান পরিবারকে মেরে ফেলবো আমি আসলে প্রার্থনা করতেছিলাম এইভাবে তুমি যে ইসা যাকে আছে আমার বাবা বিশ্বাস করে যদি তুমি হচ্ছে সত্যিকারের ইসা হও যদি তুমি বেঁচে থাকো তাহলে হচ্ছে আজকে আমার পরিবারকে রক্ষা করো প্রার্থনা শেষ করে যখন হচ্ছে বাড়িতে পৌঁছালাম আমার আব্বা থানায় হচ্ছে যোগাযোগ করার চেষ্টা করছিল যাতে পুলিশ আসে Let's go ahead and pray, and then uh, we will get into uh, today's uh, message. Heavenly Father, God, we just, uh, we thank you for this time that we uh, can come together and, and um, hear from your word. Lord, we thank you for the place that you've given us uh, to be able to do that comfortably. And um, even through this year, we have um, not, you know, not being able to be physically together. We've also been able to um, at least, you know, still hear from your word. Um, um, as a church, God, we thank you for, for that, God. God, during this time and, and through this day and continuing through, um, God, I pray that we use this time uh, to bring a focus and uh, an alertness of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who um, are going through um, persecution, God. Um, God, we focus on our prayer um, for them, uh, not to relieve them of the, of the persecution, although, God, you 
and your will can do so if you if you seem fit, but also but to focus on 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 them be able to still be strengthened and boldened um, and continue to do what they are doing um, and sharing their faith as many are still doing even through the persecution wherever it lands them even in prison, continuing to use um, that as 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 your will for their lives and knowing um, that no matter what happens to them, they will continue uh, to uh, to spread the gospel in your name, God. God, we thank you for this time. Like I said, we thank you for um, your grace and your mercy that you've given us. Um, be with myself uh, as I uh, as I read your scripture, as I um, call call uh, for prayer, as um, that my words are not. Um, the ones that we heard, but that, that your, your word is, is what is, is, is heard and, and that enters the hearts of, of our believers today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, throughout um, my kind of study and, and continuing to, to look into this and uh, spending a lot of time on uh, IMB and, and, and watching videos like this and reading stories of similar uh, cases. I've done this in the past as well, um, um, and just seeing the stories of our fellow Christians who continually, like I said, in 2021, uh, you know, 2020, you know, continue with all the, they face with all the troubles that we've gone through as well. They're continuing to be uh, faced with with uh, persecution from from uh, from their families, from their government, from uh, other religious leaders. Uh, who maybe at one time they had trust in, or maybe at one time um, were, you know, the, they were they looked to them for protection, but you know, turned around as as they found Jesus Christ, as they found <clears throat> salvation, as they found gospel, you know, it, the table has kind of turned for them. Um, they're going through that. They're going through everything that uh, COVID. Um, continuing, uh, you know, as we are here, uh, but they're also having to, you know, worry about losing their children, worrying about um, losing their family or being um, um, ostracized or, or not be able to get a job or not be able to, you know, all these things are still uh, very much a reality for a lot of uh, fellow uh, followers of Christ, for disciples of Christ throughout the world. Um, so today, like I said, um, I'm going to walk over here and get a tissue right here. Um, so as I've, I've gone through this, it's obviously um, been very emotional, uh, very heart-wracking to see and hear these stories of something that I have no, you know, I have never faced anything um, as, as this. Um, we know throughout history and, and through the Bible um, that as soon as, well, I mean, as soon as Christ came on, the same we know that he was and just like the song said that we you know we look towards what he did for us on the cross he was um, um, persecuted as a uh, when he came down to be our savior into human flesh um, and and killed um, and so um, we know this is nothing new in the world um, there's been times of persecutions in different areas throughout history um, it started with the early church within the Roman government um, it started before that with religious elect uh, the, uh, uh, in the uh, in Israel and in, in, in the Jewish uh, faith there when Jesus Christ came on the scene um, and it, you know it continues to this day under different um, um, cycles and things like that but um, you know, we as Christian, you know, we as Christians here in America, you know, there, we haven't really seen anything like that. I know early in our history in the United States, um, we had uh, uh, people groups coming, fleeing from persecution from different uh, sects or what, whatever it may be. Um, but I would say for the most part, we are very blessed um, to be able to, you know, to to preach the word, to talk to someone. Um, you know, a lot of times the worst thing that can maybe happen is our family maybe, you know, would be angry with us or, we, you know, we could lose friends, things like that. Um, um, but, to, you know, to, to hear these stories from these brothers and sisters in Christ, um, the biggest thing for me that I've started to kind of take away from it, um, when, you know, I hear this call for prayer uh, is, is, is not really what, 
you know, because I, I know that myself, you know, I don't have a lot of agency in those countries to be able to do that. But well, who I do have in 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 the same the same um, the same God and same um, um, Savior that they are being persecuted for following, I follow as well. So we have that connection. Um, um, when they are in prayer and communion with God, I can be in prayer and communion with the same loving God, um, and He knows, um, you know, the brother sister who's being persecuted, and He knows me too. Um, so there are some there's a, a few points um, that I want to use here to help us focus um, our prayers today, and we will have a time after this uh, that we are going to vote um, to uh, being in prayer. Uh, as, a, as a church um, for, uh, for our fellow brothers and Christ, uh, uh, Christians who are um, currently right now being persecuted. Um, so let's go ahead and get into um, our scripture for today. We'll be in mainly focused in Ephesians and Colossians. And uh, uh, chapters, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 18 uh, is where we'll start off today. And then we'll be going to Colossians chapter 4. Um, and someone who was, like I said, someone who was not, um, who knew pretty much everything, it, what it meant to be persecuted. Um, there's, there's a point in, in scripture where Paul lists basically everything that's happened to him. He was, you know, he's been, he's been beaten multiple times throughout his missionary career, um, uh, left for dead, thrown out of cities, uh, shipwrecked, um, um, you know, all these things. And eventually we know that Paul uh, was was executed at, um, at the orders of the Roman government. Um, interesting fact, uh, when we see the uh, kind of an acts when, when Paul, right before he's about to go to the Roman government, um, it was really open on his insistence. Uh, he basically insisted that he be sent to Rome under Roman jurisdiction and Roman, basically in Roman custody to go plead his case and basically to go preach the gospel in Rome knowing that this would probably put a very big headlight on, a uh, big, big spotlight on who he was and what, because uh, at this point, uh, kind of right before uh, Paul was, was preaching the gospel, Romans weren't really like seeing Christianity as much of a threat. They were seeing it, uh, what it was doing in, in the providence of Israel and things like that. Uh, but it was really Paul who kind of brought that um, um, for the purpose of, of doing that. And so we know that Paul was eventually uh, killed for his faith um, um, at the, uh, under the orders of, uh, of the Roman government. So um, he, he is no stranger to persecution. So um, there are, uh, in Ephesians and Colossians, uh, um, are two instances where he asks um, those churches who he's writing to to pray for him. And so we're going to look to see uh, what Paul is asking um, uh, of, of the fellow believers when he asks them to pray for him. So in Ephesians 6, uh, chapter 18, um, he says, uh, I'm sorry, chapter yeah, 6, verse is 18. He says, pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer request. Stay alert with all uh, perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that I'm, that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known the boldness, the mystery of the gospel. For this, I am an ambassador in change. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Um, and going to Colossians chapter 4. He says in verse 2, he says, devote yourselves in prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door for us for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains so that I may make it known as I should. So very similar prayers, uh, very similar requests of prayer from, uh, in a, uh, from the church in Ephesus and the church of Colossae. Um, so let's uh, look at some, some things here. Um, uh, that we can take away um, and, and what we hear and, and his call and, and his request uh, for prayer. And so um, we hear the urgency. Um, um, I know there's been times in my life and probably times in your life uh, when you have hit your knees and pray for urgency, for an urgent matter. 
uh, whether it's a sick loved one, whether it's you know sickness that's of your own or bad news that you heard or um, something going on with, with a family member or with a group of people that you um, are, are with. Um, we have oftentimes um, um, you know, prayed and, and have an urgency about that and seeking God, um, um, seeking his strength, his faith uh, through, through hard times. Um, this same urgency that we found ourselves praying for a, a, sick, uh, a, a loved one who is sick um, and things like that should be the same urgency we're praying for the believers who are under persecution. Um, in Ephesians 6, uh, 18 through 20, uh, he says, um, you know, you pray, right? Uh, listen how he says, uh, you know, nating, uh kind of the repetition uh, of the word all. You know, praying for... Um, Give me one second here. Um, praying for, you know, for all. Um, and, and similar in Colossians 4, um, he, you know, being continued in, in steadfast prayer, being continued in that uh, uh, communing with, with Christ, communing with, uh, with the Father, um, interceding on, on his behalf, um, being devoted, being committed, persistent, keep pressing on, don't stop praying. You know, those are the things that he, um, when, when he's requesting you know, he's, he's using language that is basically, this is something that I'm asking you to continually do. The same way we should continually to pray for each other, to pray for those um, who have been persecuted. Uh, when we pray, when we are, are, are um, positioning God, God and, and we know that's not what prayer is, is about, it's, you know, I ask God for something, he gives it to me. Um, a lot of times that can be the thought sometimes, maybe not the exact thought. Um, but when we bow ourselves and humble ourselves before God and continue his prayer and um, communion with God, we see um, that he, you know, we, we can start to see the changes in our own lives. Um, a focus on, when we focus on, on others, on, on those who are being persecuted, we can start to see maybe those around us that are also persecuted, that are also, um, that need um, our help or that we can take action to help as, as, as follow Christ, um, as, as followers of Christ. Um, so urgency, Paul, is, Paul is, 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 is pleading and requesting that, you know, this is an urgent matter, that this is something that, um, that he, he needs. Um, and, and we know that, and from later on when Paul Paul says, we know that he's not praying like, hey, make this stop. Remember, Paul basically put himself in Rome. He kind of knew what was going to happen if he entered that city. Um, and a lot of times in, through Paul's history, whenever you know, he went up to, to Mars Hill to preach, he knew people were not going to be happy uh, when, he, when he went in there. When he went into different cities uh, to claim uh, to, uh, uh, to proclaim the gospel, Paul knew exactly what would happen and could happen to him. Um, he, you know, he was in prison several times uh, throughout, and I don't think he was ever surprised when he was beat or uh, imprisoned. I don't think it ever surprised him. He kind of, I would say Paul, every time he walked into a place to preach the gospel, uh, that the gospel had not reached yet, he was probably, maybe didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, but he had a good idea what was gonna happen. Yet he did it anyways. Um, I say the same thing for these Christians, uh, even today. I don't think that they are surprised, and actually a lot of them, we've seen the video and then we'll hear later um, in another uh, sister's story that they're fully aware whenever they profess Jesus Christ that you know, their, their neighbors are not, gonna, not going to be um, too enthused about it. Their, their family, exactly, their family will be angry at them. Um, they very much know the cost, but they're willing to, to accept it. Um, so we hear the urgency uh, in Paul's uh, plea. We also hear the call to be alert. Uh, in Ephesians 6.18, uh, Paul calls believers to stay alert um, uh, with all uh, perseverance, intercession. Uh, this is keeping alert in, in battle. Um, as he just keep uh, as we just keep on praying. Actually, before in Ephesians, Paul actually talks very much about the battle that we find ourselves in. Christian he talks about um, taking up our armor and defending against not things of the flesh, not physical battle, uh, but things that are spiritual, things uh, the enemy um, 
um, you know, that we see from the enemy and see from internally from ourselves as, as we are um, still fallen uh, and saved by grace through, through Jesus Christ. He says to be alert. Um, in Colossians, um, he also describes being watchful of battle, and it is more internal. If you go in Colossians 3 um, and, and a little bit before, we start to see um, him talking more about um, the internal parts of, of, of making sure that our hearts are right and continuing to, uh, to, um, um, to follow Christ and, and his teachings and, um, and things like that. So, um, so a little bit, it's been about three, coming on three weeks ago, um, I, um, uh, I took kind of a little excursion uh, out to some land that was kind of kind of wild. I've I've heard about ever since I've been married to Tiffany that uh, her aunt and uncle owned some land out in uh, West Liberty in Morgan County, and so um, I finally I was like, man, that'd be cool to like go out there and just kind of like be out there. I, I like camping, I like hiking and things like that. And so um, so I, uh, about three weeks ago, about three weekends ago, um, I took a trip out there by myself. Um, my brothers were like, you know, that's not smart. I'm like, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be fine. I took food with me. I took water with me. All the things. Um, kept on hearing, like, constantly, you know, that place, there's a lot of snakes there. There's a lot of snakes in that holler. You know, things like that. Uh, and so, um, getting out there the first day, as I was kind of going, exploring the land, and it was wild. Um, it was, um, um, people, there's, there was a couple people in the family that, that hunt there every couple of years, so it wasn't too bad. So, there was a like, kind of a nice trail, sort of. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've never been on this land. Uh, I'd seen it in passing, sort of, kind of drove by, like the road that leads into the holler. Um, I got a um, little trouble getting my Subaru in there, I'll admit. Uh, so I actually got stuck and I had to be a little bit in ingenuity with uh, some ramps and dirt and rock and stuff like that to get it, to get it uh, in there. Um, so, but um, I'd never really been, other than kind of being, uh, doing military operations and things like that, um, one time they left us for 24 hours and said, go find this spot. Um, and, um, and I did, so, you know, obviously, I'm still here today. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but I've never really been on by myself. I watched, like, a lot of shows, like, alone and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to do that. Not for that long. Like, some of those guys go for, like, past the 100-day mark. I'm like, that's insane. Um, but um, I walked with alertness throughout that whole, pretty much the whole time. Even whenever, I, some, sometimes I would start to, like, walk away, either going like the mile it took to get from my day camp back to my car, which I slept in my car, I will admit. I didn't want to sleep by myself uh, in the woods that I didn't know anything about. Um, but, um, you know, I was constantly on alert. First of all, for snakes, because I kept on, like, people like, hey, there's snakes there. Uh, never saw a snake, by the way. Just, just throwing that out there. Um, so they saw me, exactly. Yeah, I know they saw me. Uh, I knew kind of where they would, you know, the areas they would probably be, and so I kind of just stayed away from those areas. Um, but kind of a constant alertness on my surroundings, right? Um, always looking, um, you know, about whenever I was taking taking a walk, even when I was kind of, ch you know, chilling in my day camp. Uh, about about towards the, the third day, I was kind of a little bit more relaxed uh, and things like that. But um, the day before, the morning that I was, was going to be leaving. Um, I packed all my stuff up at the day camp, got everything done. I just cooked myself breakfast over a fire. Um, so got everything like that. It was grits and um, jerky bacon. There we go. So that was, was delicious. Um, but um, I got everything done. And so um, I had spent this whole time being very alert and making sure um, things like, you know, I wouldn't see it. I would see a snake before if I stepped on it, whatever the danger may be. I got back to my car undid my fanny pack that I had, looked at my fanny pack and saw that my knife was not with me. So I just might, you know, marched a high, uh, mile with all my stuff back to the thing and realizing my knife was not with me. Immediately I remembered I'd stuck my knife in a tree while I was trying to cut some cord and get everything down. Um, I'd been so focused that whole time about making sure I didn't like, you know, run into any troubles. I wasn't focused on myself, my, the gear that I had, I uh, wasn't focused internally. Um, so we hear the call to be alert. Um, you know, we see um, that Paul is, is saying, you know, be alert. But like I said, in, in the earlier chapters, uh, in Colossians 3 to 4, Paul is essentially saying, if you're going to be praying for me, 
uh, you need to put to death what is earthly to you. We see that we are in battle. We're not in battle against things that are outside uh, the physical or anything like that. A lot of times the battle within um, is within ourselves. With those things that can draw, drive us away from Christ, that can draw our attention, whether it be um, earthly pleasures, uh, pride, um, things like that, um, that's, that's where we're to be alert. Um, he's calling us to be alert, right? For me to, you know, he's like, don't pray that I'm alert. I realize where I'm at. I walked into this, this thing. But he's saying, you need to be alert when praying for me. Um, you know, put, putting the new man it talks about in, in early in Colossians uh, chapter 3, putting the new man um, on and letting the word of Christ dwelling uh, in us. Um, you know, why does this matter, right? Uh, Paul was a church planner. He, he, um, he was basically under arrest for his faithfulness, for continuing to do what he was doing. Um, the reason that Rome was like, oh man, this guy is like starting to kind of mess with the status quo uh, of what we got going on here is because he was planting churches. He was planting churches in Roman colonies and Roman towns and Roman jurisdiction. Um, and, you know, these Christ followers, these Christians were starting to kind of upset the status quo. Not, they weren't going against the Roman government or anything like that, but they were changing kind of the ideas and the culture of what Rome had been, been focused on. And so, um, um, and he knew that he was in the war and he wanted his prayer and support, but he wants to know that the people praying for him know how, uh, are, are walking with God, are in daily communion with God. Um, you know, are constantly looking into themselves to seeing what they can be removed not attacking others, not, you know, worrying about, you know, this or that. Um, we see that, you know, the spiritual armor that he talks about, and Paul, we see it's all for defense. Pastor Derek and I were just talking about this. I was kind of thinking about this during my studies too. You know, the spiritual armor is all for defense. Even the, the word of truth later in scripture is the sword. We're called to turn that on ourselves and basically do spiritual heart surgery. We are in constant battle with, with things that can pull us away from God. And, and Paul was saying, be alert for these things. Um, you know, we who are praying for the persecuted believers must be walking with God as well. And reading these stories um, and, and looking at um, the faith uh, of the brothers, because, I mean, to be continuing to have to go through a lot of these things and then coming on their side and just going back to, to you know, to still tell others, to, to tell your children about God, even after, after, you know, your government or religious leaders have threatened you or beaten you, to go back to it. And we see this constantly with, uh, in, 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 in stories about Christians who are being persecuted. Some Christians being persecuted in the early church and in the early centuries we're giving the gospel. We're praying for the forgiveness of those who are persecuting while they were being killed. And we see this constantly with our brothers and sisters. Even in today, in 2021, they are continuing. Their faith is being strengthened despite that. Despite that. Um, and so seeing that... they have realized that nothing in this world can take their faith away from them. Nothing in this world is going to take the gospel and the grace that has been given to them away from them and that it is the most important thing in their lives. So much so that they will continue. Even though they were beaten by, by family members, even though they were turned in by family members to, uh, to authorities, even, you know, all of this, and they don't stop. And I was looking at my own life and saying, you know, what are the things that caused me to walk away from God? It's not persecution. In fact, a lot of it's the opposite. It's the pleasures of this world. It's the comfort of this world. It's the, uh, the, uh, you know, losing alertness, being um, apathetic, um, letting other things just kind of busyness or whatever it may be take me away from my walk in Christ. And meanwhile, I have brothers and sisters 
who are physically being hurt, who are being imprisoned, who are being shunned, who are being uh, driven into poverty, who are being starved for their faith. And it is not even, it's, it's not, not that it's not even, it's not budging them, it's strengthening them. The roots are getting deeper in Christ and they're becoming more, more prominent in seeing their faith, uh, of others seeing their faith. And that got me, you know, and what, exactly what Paul was saying, you know, looking inside, you know, wanting and being almost like, I want that faith. I, of course, do not want to be persecuted. Or, none, none of us do. Brothers and sisters do not um, at all. Uh, but I want that faith. Um, and, um, and seeing that and seeing um, just stories where Christianity is still flourishing despite all odds, um, even today in 2021, um, this is not stuff we're reading from Acts. You know, this is happening right now. Um, and so, so we hear uh, uh, the urgency. We hear the call to be alert. And, uh, and thirdly, we hear uh, the request of the apostle in prison. We kind of hear exactly what he wants to be, uh, what he, he wants them to pray for him. Uh, in Ephesians 6, he, he says, uh, you know, pray for me that I may speak boldly, that I have courage. Uh, this is a man under divine uh, compulsion. He is, he is calling uh, to, uh, to be a gospel witness. And even in this time where he is in prison, he is, he is asking that, um, that despite all things, I pray that I still have the courage to do what I need to, what I know that needs to be done. Each, each of those, those, those requests, he's like, I want to do what I know that needs to be done. He knows that he has been called to be a gospel uh, witness, to be a witness to, uh, specifically, we see that Paul a lot of times witnessed to, um, to the non-Jewish communities. And we see because of that, and we can track our, our legacy, you know, we're here. Most of us, I would say, probably does not have Jewish heritage because of what Paul um, did even in the times that he was in prison. Um, you know, why would Paul pray, you know, pray that, I, that he has, has, has boldness? Paul understands the very, um, you know, the very uh, people uh, he is trying to reach um, as he evangelizes. Uh, in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, and uh, you can turn there if, if you would like. I don't believe it's probably going on there, but I'm going to... Uh, read this, uh, but Ephesians uh, 2, 1 through 3. Um, um, he says, and this is who he is, he is called. He says, and you were dead in your trespasses and, and sins in which you were previously walking according to the uh, ways of the world, according to the rule of the power of the air and the spirit of, of, of the spirit now working in disobedience, we too all previously lived among them in our fleshless desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as the others uh, were also. You know, th this is um, this is who Paul was called to evangelize. This was Paul before he met Christ. This was all of us before we met Christ. Um, and, and we can, if you continue to read, it says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ even through, though we were dead in trespasses, you are saved by grace. This describes us before we were, uh, we found Christ. And this also describes the, those who are persecuting Christians um, today. Anybody without Christ, even even with Christ, we still battle against those, those desires. But God knew, and, and Paul saw that um, the same people that he, was, that he had started churches, that he had gone to, these different places of Ephesus and Colossae, and was, was persecuting uh, them, the same uh, prison guards, even Caesar, as he approached and, and spoke with Caesar about his faith, which he got a chance to do. He saw him as a creation of God, who was in a fallen and dead in his trespasses, and he knew that. And so he's not just praying that I can continue to talk to, and you know those who are, you know those who are the church in Rome and things like that. He was asking that I pray that I continue to do what I'm supposed to be doing. With right now, the only people I can talk to, my persecutors, 
uh, Colossians 1 through 13, uh, we also see um, um, him, him talk about that. In 2 Corinthians and, and, and 4, uh, 3 through 4, we see that uh, they were blinded uh, by the God of this age. And Acts uh, 26, uh, 18, Jesus uh, says that, you know, he, we are sent, he's sending us to open their eyes that uh, they may move from darkness to light, uh, from the power of Satan to God. This is, this is what uh, Paul knew was his mission. And a lot of our believers that we see today and that we'll hear about know that not only were they saved through, through, through their faith, but they also um, want those who are um, their family members, their children, um, to, be, uh, to be saved. And so um, we see in Colossians 4, 3, he says, pray for me that God will open a door for me. Uh, pray for me that I will make it clear which I ought, uh, how I ought to speak. Um, Paul had a brokenness for the lost that drove him to go into these cities, that drove him into his mission trips, that drove him to, to, to seek those who needed Christ. Um, before he was, we all know, uh, most of us would know the story of Paul, before he was uh, uh, converted and, and before he became and to follow, be a, a follow of Christ, a disciple of Christ, he sought Christians, um, people to bring and persecute themselves. So we see a guy here that has done the persecuting and now is being persecuted and um, Paul never lost um, you know, his focus and, and knowing this is what he is asking, he's requesting of an apostle in prison, not that I be set free, but that I have the boldness to continue to preach the gospel. Um, I'm going to read uh, uh, an article um, about a, a young woman um, she is, um, in this article, she's just, um, described as, um, as a widow. She's a young widow. She has a young uh, daughter, um, and uh, she's also deaf as well. So this, um, uh, but um, let me get to the article. Um, and I, like I said, I would encourage you, there are many articles on IMAD. Um, there's also articles on... Um, and you can find me if you wanted to, if you can't write this down or anything like that, or if you want to find me and I can show you the, uh, on nickripkin.com that tells the stories of persecuted. I would encourage you to, to get there. Uh, be prepared for your heart to be broken. Um, and I would say not to be broken, you know, obviously to be broken for the pain and suffering that our fellow uh, Christians, but be, be broken maybe in the state of, of where we are, um, you know, as in our walk with, with Christ. But... Um, let me get to this. Um, so this is a story of a woman they call Naomi. Um, obviously, uh, so the names and most of these articles, and I, as you can see, even with uh, when they actually were interviewing um, uh, the young man in that video, um, you know, they stay anonymous uh, for you know for purposes of of, of their protection. Um, on our end, we can you know certainly protect them. Um, and not cause any unwanted attention towards them. Um, but this is a story of a woman they call Na Naomi, um, um, a deaf widow, um, as, as she's described. So um, it says, Naomi is a young deaf widow um, ha and had a hard decision to make. Year after year, she saw and understood the truth of the gospel as she participated in IMB, an IMB deaf translation team. So we have a woman, um, we'll later know that, that she was of the Muslim faith, um, who's working with IMB. She's not a Christian yet, but she is working with IMB as a translation team for videos um, for, for, for the purpose of spreading the gospel. Uh, Naomi believed Jesus was the Son of God, and only he could save her from her sin. But as a Muslim, she was afraid her family would take away her nine-year-old daughter if she professed her faith in Christ. Who would tell her daughter about Jesus if they were separated? When COVID-19 hit Naomi City in Indonesia, uh, she lost her job um, and had to return to a remote island where her family lived. While stuck at home, she watched uh, the Bible stories she and others had filmed uh, for the deaf of Indonesia. Um, through the testimony of these videos, Naomi sought the Lord and then surrendered her life to Christ. Immediately, she called her church back 
in the city uh, to tell them the good news. Now that Naomi was a follower of Christ, she did uh, not waste any time. She started sending videos of her, of, of her sharing faith uh, to her deaf friends on the island via Facebook. Though Naomi's faithful witness, through to Naomi's faithful witness, through other people on her island uh, have, uh, have given their lives to the Lord. Unfortunately, Naomi's strict Muslim father learned of her newfound zeal to share the gospel. He imprisoned Naomi in their home and beat her daily for a month in an effort to make her return to Islam. Despite the persecution, Naomi's faith continued to grow while her family and community shunned her. Naomi found comfort in spending time with her daughter and sharing the hope of the gospel a few weeks later. So, uh, the week of Christmas 2020, Naomi felt a, a very weak, uh, felt very weak and was in a lot of pain and couldn't breathe. Naomi passed out in her home and didn't wake up until she had been taken to the local hospital. There the doctors determined something was wrong with her heart and told her she, she needed an emergency heart transplant. Because the local hospital could not perform the operation, they sent her to a big city hospital uh, more than six hours away. While she was on her way, Naomi's daughter called the mother's church le uh, leader, uh, Nico, and said, I know your God listens to your prayers. Please pray for my mama. Immediately, Nico could uh, called the church and IMB uh, missionaries and asked them to pray for Naomi. A prayer request uh, then went out to the IMB missionaries, uh, prayer partners, and hundreds of supporters in, in the U.S. joined in prayer for Naomi. When Naomi arrived at the hospital, the staff rushed her to surgery. The doctors said that she, ha that she had heart failure and they found blood in her chest cavity from a torn artery. Fortunately, this meant that Naomi didn't need a heart transplant, but emergency surgery. After the surgery, Naomi sent a video thanking not only her church, but the IMB missionaries and the churches that, he, that had prayed. When she was released from hospital to recover at home, uh, doctors told her uncle that, uh, that this had happened because her body had been under, under extreme stress. Naomi said that her father and mother had been uh, really quiet and embarrassed for the beating her. Despite all that Naomi has endured, she continually gives glory to God. Please pray for Naomi as, as she lives with her family on the remote island. Pray Naomi can find a job back to the city and to take her daughter with her when she moves. Thank God uh, Naomi's daughter has been able to see God's work in her mother's life. So how might we pray um, for believers under persecution? We pray for them to remain faithful, to proclaim boldly, uh, to proclaim the gospel clearly, and we pray that they may have opportunities to evangelize regardless of their situation. Um, and we see that Naomi was doing exactly that. Despite everything, she's still looking um, you know, for a job. She's still looking for, but even on the island, even where she was at, people were coming through Christ. Everything that had come her way, she had lost um, her job, not because of persecution, but because of COVID, like many, many people in the world did. But she didn't let that stop her. She knew it was going to be more dangerous. She was going to be basically living with her family, who would find out, and they did. But she continued through that, and her only Early on, her only, the only thing she, she was scared that they may take her daughter away was that she wouldn't, they, her daughter wouldn't be able to witness her mother's Christian walk, that she wouldn't be able to be able to talk to her daughter about Christ so that one day her daughter could come and understand and accept a Savior that she had grown to love. So what then do we do with these teachings? Evaluate our own life to make sure we are praying with, from an obedient heart. Be alert to the needs of the world and the opposition to believers and pray with urgency. Intercede for the persecuted church the way Paul requested for him, even when he faced opposition for, for boldness, clarity, and opportunity. Pray the same for each other, uh, knowing, too, we could face persecution in the days to come. Our prayer-supported boldness today will help us keep faithful in the future. Um, 
So like I said, uh, towards, towards the end of uh, the service, I really wanted to take time uh, for us to be, um, for, you know, for us to pray, to pray with each other, to, to pray either individually or in a group uh, for the, the persecuted family, to, to pray that God, um, that, we, that we evaluate our walk with Christ even as we, we focus on, on those who are being persecuted, that we also want to come at that with, with, a, with a obedient heart uh, to what God has for us as well. Um, um, so here's, here's some things um, that I would ask that you focus on when, when praying. Um, praying faithfully and fervently in accordance to God's word and will. Um, and this is for today and, and when we continue to pray um, and communion with God, um, we do so, you know, asking for, just like as Christ had said, whenever his disciples asked, how do you pray? Um, he included in the prayer, you know, that, you know, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That should always be part of our prayer when we are communing with, with Christ is that, we want heaven, we want God's will to be done here as well. The gospel isn't just um, about our destination and where we go after we die. It is about God's will here on earth and for us to continue and how we interact with each other, how we interact with our enemies, how we interact with those who are against him, how we continue to share the faith. That is, that is uh, God's will for us here. Um, that we can, and so that we... Um, Pray faithfully and fervently in accordance to God's will uh, to consistently study and obey scripture so that we are spiritually prepared when persecution comes um, to boldly proclaim the gospel in the face of opposition. Um, that they, that these Christians who are being persecuted for the persecuted, that they have strength to live in the power, love, and sound mind that God alone can provide. Um, those who are brutalized to the sense uh, to sense the Lord's love surrounding them and respond to those who have injured them with grace and dignity. Um, that the global church to commit its heart and time and prayer and fasting for the pers persecuted church. Um, and we pray that each, this church included each church to keep a focused on the glory of God and the growth of his church. So these are some things I would uh, like to, to spend time in, in prayer. Um, and you, you know, if, if you feel more comfortable just praying where you're at, that's fine. Getting in a, in a family or a group or grabbing someone, um, you know, that is fine as well. Um, I will be up here uh, praying. If, if you have other needs or anything like that, you can come see me. And the Pastor Derek will be available as well. Thank you for listening today. At Graceway, our strongest desire is to glorify Christ by telling everyone about His grace. If you have questions or are in need of spiritual help, please reach out to us by visiting www.gracewaylex.org and click on the Contact Us section, or you can email us at gracewaylex at gmail.com. Our worship services are held each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We'd love to worship with you this week. Until next time, take care and walk in the way of grace.